Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are ya? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How was your weekend? It was good. We took the kids to their very first concert. Really? Yes. And if you want to feel old, you need to go to a Jim Blossoms and Vertical Horizon concert. <laughs> I loved Jim Blossoms. Like loved. They're, they were really good. They put I, on a really, really good show. I had a boy give me a Jim Blossoms CD and he was like, yeah, I thought you would like this, but he found out from my best friend that I wanted it. And I was like, oh, you're sneaky. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know. What is Vertical Horizon? I don't know Vertical Horizon. Um, They sing. Oh, because now you asked me. I have this thing with my brain. <laughs> if you ask me a direct question for a title or a book, I can not physically Sorry. call it up. They actually, they sing a bunch of stuff and you would recognize it. And I can send it to you later. And people are listening in, okay. in the car and they're like, hey, they sang blah, 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 blah. And just lift, lifting it up. Yeah. I sing that song. He's everything you want. He's everything you need. It was, was it like the same time? Like same? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That would make the most sense, but you just never know. I mean, yeah. Vertical horizon started at Georgetown where my husband went to med school. So they used to play like little bars down there. So he's seen them at, he saw them like ages ago. Wow. Yeah. So it was fun. How did it go? Um, it was fun. It was very, very hot and sweaty and it was my kid's first concert. And maybe I should have prepared them a little bit more for things like, um, you're not going to have front row seats and there might be someone tall in front of you and (laughs) you might not know all the songs sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a lot of complaining. They just got like (laughs) a little, a little bit bored, but it was like, it was during the day. Right. Yeah. And they could run around. There was nobody there. Our entire section got moved up. Like it was kind of, I was having this <laughs> moment where like, it's like, is this sad if you were a nineties band and you look out and like a good percentage of the people there worked for, I think the Budweiser facility that was hosting it and maybe didn't know the words. And then there was a bunch of people who looked old that know the words. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in this bracket. So I'm, we're old, <laughs> no. but it like, it was not crowded, which was perfect for a first concert in COVID times for the kids. They could run around, they could go visit places and not get lost. It wasn't something like when you think it was of a like concert, a huge no, our venue. entire section got moved up. Wow. And I think one was deleted entirely. <laughs> It was, I'm making it sound terrible. It was really good. They, I really liked gin blossoms, especially they put on a really, really good show. They were in full sun. So I felt bad for them. I have not sweat that much in a long time. And in between the sets, I texted you in between, there were people napping, (laughs) (laughs) laying on the ground in the shade, wherever they could find it asleep. (laughs) This was also a daytime concert. I should say that too. It started Somehow at like 2.45 it... was also weird. <laughs> <laughs> it started at 2.45 in the afternoon and then people were napping. Yeah. Like we were home yeah. by dinner time. That feels about, that feels about right though, right now. <laughs> like if I went to a concert, I would love to take a nap halfway through. I can't even imagine going to a concert anymore though. I, that's how old I am. I'm yeah. like aged out of the, the. I I love, I love concerts, which is weird for an introvert, but that's always been like my favorite thing. And I will say that they're not as fun right now as they should be. There's too many like check boxes in your head that shouldn't be there just because of the times that we're living in. So yeah, yeah, I've been to a couple, they've all been outside. They've all been like, you know, got some distance going on and they, I won't say they weren't fun. I'm grateful that I went, which is different much like anything, but, yeah. but I always have this thing happen where, cause I'm such a music lover and I love concert. My kids love music. And we're always like, we always have music playing here that when I see a friend 
or a cousin at a concert with like T Swift or, you know, whoever the, the big person is with the kids. I was like, oh, that would be so fun. And then I have this other voice in my head that's like, Kate, but curlies can't hang. And that's a lot of money. And it's a late night. And I think my husband and I felt like this was a good test and that we probably will not be spending any money on concert tickets for children in the curly household anytime in the near future. That's good though. You got to test it out. So now you know, because Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know. And then you're like, well, would, would, would this have worked if we would have tried? Now, you know, right. Yeah. I feel like this has been a theme since sisters started that we're like, we really want to do this fun thing. And then it always like backfires. (laughs) Yeah. Did you offer them naps? Were you like, go over (laughs) to the nap section, go take a nap. And then when you wake up, it'll be time to go. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just also didn't adequately prepare them. Like they thought there was going to be for some reason, my oldest thought there was going to be a buffet, which is just gross right now. I was like, gross. Like you want a buffet right now in COVID at a concert? Like, no, nobody said anything about a buffet, <laughs> a Buffet, but there was like food trucks, which aren't usually at concerts necessarily. And I was like, that's kind of a good gig right there. Food trucks. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what, I think a food truck is better than a buffet. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to picture like, I was like, there's one. always someone tall standing in front of you. That's like part of the yeah. you're but you're here to listen and dance yeah. and get sneak peeks. Like I yeah. can see the thing. That's why they, right? they have like the big screen thing. So they, they, yeah, they did. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's okay. Now, like I said, now, you know, now, <laughs> It was a little bit of fun, a little bit of feeling sad for these bands from the nineties that probably (laughs) are like, how did I end up at this random town in New Hampshire in the middle of the day? So was it in your actual town though? So you didn't have to do travel close by. No, it was super easy to get to like ridiculously easy. That's why we said if we needed to underarm, because we talked about this before (laughs) if I needed to underarm a kid out of there I could do that take the car go home and my husband could text me like we we had a plan if this went really south which it didn't they all made it to the end well there you go yeah the end at like 45 (laughs) (laughs) and then as we're leaving there was like an after party because it's at this Budweiser place facility plant I don't even know and so they're like, come to the after party. And my kids are like, Ooh, after party. I was like, no, <laughs> maybe that's, that's where the buffet that's a was hard, flat, hard pass right there. We're not going to a Budweiser after party with you people. That's probably <laughs> with you people, <laughs> you people being your that's, children. <laughs> yes. That's, that's not where I would be on anyway, but definitely not with children and definitely not with sweaty, cranky. But what if what children. if that's where they had the buffet? There maybe there was. <laughs> that's just funny. You have to remember that. You have to like write that down. The first time you went to a concert, you thought there was going to be a buffet. He's like, yeah, I Kids thought there'd funny. be like a bowl of chips. I was like, that is so gross. <laughs> huh? Just think. Of, I'm just thinking of all my past concerts, and if there yeah. was just like a. I'm trying to think of like what movie or something that or television show or what like where that came from that there would be like I think in retrospect like when we go to Kenny we we tailgate right because it's like you have to get there earlier you don't get parking so we had we do set up like we bring snacks so I think that's what they were thinking and my kids really like snacks but this isn't like a this this wasn't like a headliner show that everyone bought tickets for that you sit in traffic right you know it was and like, you're there for like you know you get there and then you're like you're eating and you're waiting because like you have to eat because by the time you're done it's like midnight and you're trying to right. like drive home so exactly yeah no this was like and this was also between meals like you didn't have to eat a meal <laughs> it's the perfect time to have a to have like a kid's birthday it really was the perfect yeah it, like, it was nope, the not, perfect test you. drive perfect test drive <laughs> there you go now and now you know and now we know so now we know 
Yeah. I won't feel guilty when I see that. Brought yeah. my kids into Boston to see so-and-so. I'll just be like, that is fun. Wish we could do that, but we cannot <laughs> right now. <laughs> we are going nowhere because we have sick people in our oh, house. I know. So this weekend, I'm sorry. It, but we think it's just a cold, but it's like my kids, my kids get mystery rashes. Like when they get sick sometimes. And I have a mystery rash kid. I think we've talked about this. And I don't know. And we don't know what it is. And so the doctor just, our doctor, seriously, like she's prescribed Benadryl for like everything ever since the beginning of time. She's like, oh yeah, just put a little, it's like Windex, just put a little Benadryl on it, you know? (laughs) And so it's like, yep, just give him Benadryl. And, but we had to do the COVID testing thing. And I was super stressed out. So I was like cooking, which (laughs) is not my normal response to stress. But I think I was like, well, I don't know. I went like extreme level caregiver. Like, yes, my husband went out on Saturday and he was like, what can I get? And, you know, the kids were like juice and crackers and, you know, sick people foods and things. And I was like a chicken because (laughs) chicken soup yeah I would just make chicken soup like from from scratch because the people love it even though I'm a vegetarian so it's like a whole process where you start out and then you make chicken stock and the instant pot and then you move that over and you make soup and it's like it's like a half a day but (laughs) I love that you did that for them it makes me your house probably smelled really good that's what everyone celery and the onions and yeah I mean, to me, it just smells like chicken soup. And I'm like, it's just, again, vegetarian. <laughs> it's like dead chicken bath. But <laughs> they were excited. They're like, mom, you make the best chicken soup. And I'm like, it's because I follow a recipe because I will not taste it because it's just the yeah filthy bath water of a dead bird to me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I think I'm getting a little, I'm a little stressed. So I'm getting a little adamant about my chickens. I made biscuits. I made stress cool. biscuits. Those were basically <laughs> for me though, because I was like, I woke up after all the. You were having the dirty chicken bath and you were like, just pounding stress biscuits. Well, everybody can sick. picture this. Yes. Everybody's sick. Everybody like well, no, that's not true. Not everyone was sick. One person was sick, but everybody else felt like they were, including me, we felt like we were getting sick. Yes. When you can feel the impending. Yeah. And so I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, you know what I should do? I should go for a walk. And so I went to talk to my husband and I'm like, when are we doing all these testing things and who's getting tested when and where? Cause it's like, you can't go, I don't know about with, with where most people are, but it's, you can't, it's not like you can get like four appointments at one place, you know, and then it's like, you have to, so at the same time or anywhere near each other, or it's just like a whole thing. That's annoying. And, yeah. And so, but, but then, you know, we're like, well, do we need to get four people tested? Do we get, we get one tested? And then what it's like the, all those micro decisions. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I made just a totally left-hand turn and I'm like well I'm just gonna make biscuit <laughs> I can't do anything about this problem but what I can do is make biscuits right like I can't figure out like who we should test and where and whether or not we need the super rapid ones that are $100 each or whether we can go to Walgreens for free and should we even be getting in a car with a person who might have COVID and like, do we wear a mask to drive like a million tiny, tiny decisions. And then test came back negative, but um, we had biscuits. And then, so then I was like, since we have these biscuits, we should make strawberry shortcake after dinner. So I think I ate like five biscuits in one day or something. It was, it was survival. You were in survival mode. It was, yeah, it was, it was a good eating day. It was a bad stress day. <laughs> Have you heard the song Biscuits by Casey Musgraves? No. Oh my gosh. Now you need to. No. But for some reason, I'm saying it was like it a very good 2020, 2021 theme song. 
is is it about biscuits helping to cure all your problems? Because I'm it's pretty about sure they do. Minding <laughs> your own biscuits. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! When you said biscuits, I'm like I'm I'm hearing it to the tune of Juice by Lizzo. Am I? <laughs> no, I don't know why. Different vibe. Different. Vibe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know because it's like a one-word thing. So I'm like, they've got to be exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know the, what's the happening. The theme anymore. is mind your own biscuits and life will be gravy. <laughs> okay, but gravy's gross. I'm sorry. See, I'm doing it again. <laughs> it's back to the the bathwater. I don't want gravy. The fat gravy that drips is off just, the animal. <laughs> gravy is just the bathwater <laughs> with flour added in <laughs> and whisked. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm normally really not like my whole family um eats meat and I make them meat things and I cook the meat things and I'm normally pretty supportive and like I'm I I try not to be like a judgy vegetarian my other thing Mm -hmm. is I already feel like you know like why why put make it harder for the world you know (laughs) that I choose not to eat meat so I'm like very apologetic about like does that have chicken stock and I'm so sorry you know like I'll you know whenever I order or I'm but I don't know this I think this weekend was just too much and so it's coming out in the form I of think it's okay the, I think it's in imp- liquid animal products <laughs> I think it's impressive you can make two dinners I did that whole meal plan that I showed you and shared with you yes ask, ask me if I've even ordered any of the ingredients or made a dinner since then really oh but it's the perfect it's meal all- plan it's all printed out and ready to go. All I need to do is make sure I have the ingredients and then pop it in the crock pot. For some reason, <laughs> seems hard. Well, so okay. every night people are like, what's for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. What is for dinner? <laughs> and the first couple of days they were like, haha. And it was kind of fun because they like cereal for dinner. And the next couple of days there, no, nobody's having it right now. So I think it's okay that you're complaining about it because I'm just basically like, I don't know if I did some sort of walkout <laughs> realizing it. <laughs> I haven't really done anything. You're, you're on strike. <laughs> Apparently I just, unbeknownst to me, even I just, I'm like, I'm too tired. I don't want, can someone else order something? Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to order dinner? You know what? The, the other night I tried ordering a pizza and I ordered it wrong. Like that's where I'm, that's where we're at with food, like mm-hmm. where I'm at. And I'm, I'm like, I even, I ordered a pizza wrong <laughs> and I'm sure it was my fault. I'm sure it was not the nice people at the pizza place. Um, but normally I have my husband order things because I get like this phone anxiety of like, if I order it incorrectly, yes. they're going to hate me. And <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I actually have a funny story about this. that just happened not this weekend, but last weekend, my husband was away. And so I decided I would treat, I would get DoorDash with our, one of our favorite takeout places and watch, um, what was it? This new Cinderella my kids mm-hmm. wanted to watch. So I did that. And when the DoorDash came, I immediately knew that it looked wrong because it was very, very small. <laughs> I opened it up and it was exactly mine. It was my dinner only (laughs) and nobody else's. And I was like, this can't be possible. And I looked at the receipt and everything and they had everything listed. So they DoorDash actually was really great handling it. But my kids were like, how did just your dinner come? (laughs) We're like so hungry. We had no other food. It was really winning, winning night there. Yeah. See that I thought it was me. It wasn't me because it was all on the receipt. I was like, did I just like think that I ordered everybody else's stuff? Like because you have to do it on your phone and it's like, is it actually in the cart and what's happening? And then I had to call the DoorDash people and talk to the DoorDash guy. Did you talk to your delivery? Nope. They they put you in contact with like a DoorDash support person. And this guy he was super nice, but he had a dog that was driving him crazy and was like, like our <laughs> dogs when you're on the phone. So that made it a little bit better. Cause I, it made me giggle. And he was like, I am so sorry. I was like, no, no, I have one of those exact situations at home. <laughs> so like the DoorDash guy works from home. 
I am assuming because there was a dog like howling in the background. That's Every kind now of and then amazing. He'd be, like, he'd be like, stop. He's like, yes, I work here <laughs> and all my meals come delivered to me and I don't have to leave. And then he had to call anymore. the restaurant to like sort it out. So he had to like basically yeah. call in my order while I was, yeah, I just, it was a big, it was a big cluster of things that weren't going well. It was supposed to be a fun night. <laughs> yeah. Dad's out of town, kids. Let's order something and watch a movie eat on the floor my mom got this idea one time to send my sister's family cupcakes for something and she was like and I did it but now it's all messed up and can you like help me with it and so she like had done DoorDash to like do cupcakes and so this Tennessee number like rings on my phone and I'm like you know hello um and the guy's like yeah it's so and so and I'm at your door with your cupcakes and I'm like what is <laughs> happening and I'm like there's I don't know because we, we think these things are going to make our lives easier yeah. and sometimes they don't like last week remember when you were like you should get guacamole to celebrate yes. and I was like I will and it accidentally came as the giant guacamole Oh. the little one and I was like this is the best thing ever but then I was trying to so it was like a stressful day and I was like okay we're gonna get the burritos and that's gonna be the celebration and then I'm gonna like handle my life <laughs> so I took my burrito <laughs> into my bedroom which I acknowledge it is <laughs> what point are you at where you're eating a burrito in your bed (laughs) that's where I am and I just and but my foster kittens were going bananas so they were like trying to climb all over me and like get into my food and And I'm like like, this is as stressful as I've ever been to celebrate something (laughs) yeah it was just awful um I was like I just wanted to celebrate and then my husband that night was really sweet he he was like hey do you want to get takeout um because it was just me me and him um that night for dinner this is like before anybody got sick obviously and we were letting them do things which now I'm like (laughs) oh my gosh we probably got like 400 people but it's just a cold but it's still a cold but like this is the you know what I mean yeah like this happened to us this summer we got a couple different colds yeah and then I feel bad because I don't even want people to get colds right now because then they have to go through the whole like is it COVID do I have to get tested where do I get tested when do I get tested do we all get tested together do we all get tested separately which test is the most accurate which test isn't which So this has been a very special episode of the Homeschool Sisters podcast. <laughs> Do you know what the DoorDash guy said to me at first? He was About like, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to refund you for what you didn't get. And I was like, his dog's howling in the background. My kids are crying. I was like, we can't do that. <laughs> they literally just delivered yeah. only my dinner. You don't understand. And my kids are crying. <laughs> Do you know what it's like having your dog? Okay. He's like, he's like, I can't hear them over my dog. First of all, triple that. And then also add that they can talk. And, and they can they're... watch me eat my food. Right. Which your dog would probably do too. But still, yeah. No, we've had, yeah, we had that once too, where it's like one person's and we're like, well, can you just go back and get it? But somehow they put me in touch with the driver and I'm like, that's not. So lesson learned, you have to go directly to the DoorDash corporate executives who work out of their home. (laughs) I don't even know how I found the number. I think I just, I think you click like problem with my order or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The driver, that would have been awkward. That would have made me feel worse because like it was right. I had like this little thing and they had these bigger, much like it just looked wrong. The second I opened the door, I was like, oh no you know no. what it was with and I was like that... looking around thinking she'd come back like she realized she forgot like two bags in the back I'm just like looking out like hopeless into the night like why Stay safe. <laughs> where Stay are you safe. Lisa <laughs> come back <laughs> there was a guy for a little while from Domino's who like he was like one of my only friends <laughs> Masks. <laughs> and, he, and he would be like, 
I like all your elephants. And I would be like, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it was just, it, it was, and the reason I like Domino so much is because you could order through the app. So you didn't have to like even talk to anybody. And then he would come to the door and we would all stand there with like masks on six feet apart. And he, he's like holding my food. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> you can touch the food, but you can't. And you like my elf, like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is the thing. We're not trying to be negative. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to be negative. It's just this is reality, and we want to be transparent that this is what it's actually like. And it's not like we're we have some special secret. We're like homeschooling is really easy for us just because we have we a definitely or something. not if you know the secret please send it my way <laughs> I know what it's not I know I know that biscuits are part of the secret <laughs> by the way people are probably going to say what recipe did you use and I used the Paula Dean recipe that's just on Food Network um but I don't have a biscuit cutter and I don't have a cast iron skillet anymore and I basically just do it all by feel. And <laughs> it's like most of the time I don't like getting food on my hands, but with mm-hmm. biscuits, like crumbling up the butter in the flour is very, it's like, um, like a sense, it's like a nice sensory thing, you know, oh. you're like waiting for it. To, like I'm doing it with my fingers. As I'm- oh, I see why it's a stress biscuit now. It's like yeah. a de-stress biscuit. Yeah. So it's really, it's a, it's a good thing, but I don't have any of the things that you're supposed to have to do them correctly. And they aren't circles. They're just plops. And that means they're hard to cut and uneven, but they taste delicious. So, well, that's really, that's all that matters. Yeah. Don't judge a biscuit by its appearance. (laughs) No, because then you won't want to eat it. And then you have those for breakfast and then for after dinner and you smash them up with strawberries and a bunch of whipped cream and you eat that and that's like that sounds delicious I can actually go for that now we have like no food here I'm not feeding anybody I'm basically we haven't started school and all I'm doing is throwing stuff away (laughs) you want to know where my life is at that's I'm just taking boxes and filling it up with stuff like my best friend right now my only friend right now is the goodwill guy (laughs) Hello again. <laughs> Have you been since the last time I saw you two hours ago? <laughs> do you know, do you guys do, is this like nationwide, the thing in May where you donate food stuff, but the mailmen come and pick it up? Is that everywhere? I don't know if that's everywhere. We do something with Boy Scouts though. That sounds okay. similar where you hang it on your door. Yeah, we we, I clean out my pantry, which I know is not the idea of donating to a food pantry that you just clean out your pantry and you're like, yay, these things that I didn't want to eat. But we clean out the pantry in an effort to like, you know, and then what happened was it, it they never came to pick it up because I guess they didn't do it this year. So we just had a bunch of pantry donations. So then like anytime we would have something else where I'm like, we'll just put it in that thing. And so then we took it to the food pantry to donate it. And the lady was like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. See, lots, like lots of random little assortment. Well, I think, I think, you know, for a while, like I was very caught up in trying to fix health issues with food. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, it's probably gluten or it's definitely dairy or it's like, you know, whatever. And so then I would be like, get rid of all the gluten. And then I'd be like, get me back all the gluten. It's just, it's been a mess. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. You ready to jump in? Yes. And talk about stuff today. Yes. We are going to talk about what counts in your homeschool today. Um, and we're going to kind of break it down because like what counts in your homeschool is very important in that equation because it's different for everyone. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about documenting and planning versus not planning, which we're going to share more about not planning. 
don't be scared if you're listening. You can homeschool without being like super good at planning or planning your whole year in advance. Um, and then we're going to wrap up with a question we get all the time. And this is such a good question and it's so hard to answer. Yes, it is. How long should homeschooling really take? Which I'm excited to talk about that one. But before we jump in, we want all the sisters out there to take the quiz because over the summer, we created a super fun quiz where you get a result that tells you if you're a Kate or if you're a Kara. And so fun. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> so silly. If you're and allergic been- to cats, you're automatically a Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I do like okay. them from afar. Yes, that's true. It's I'm just, just like, we can't, I can't touch you. Anytime I'm at someone's <laughs> house, I'm like, Ooh, the arms go up. Like, Oh, hello. You cute little thing. Stay do you right like dishwashing gloves? So I can do you right there. Friend. Let me pet you with my foot. That's the difference is that I actively seek out other people's cats when I go to their houses, because I'm like, they're probably that they're easier to talk to than the person. So. <laughs> oh, that reminds, I told you about aunt Lou, right? My Matt. So. Matt had this on. Yes. Yeah. I just have to tell a story. I just love her every time. So we were at, we had, I think pretty early on in our relationship, I was at a party in his hometown that must've been like maybe a holiday. I don't even remember, but there was a ton of people in a house and I found myself in the foyer with a dog and there was like a toddler running through, but there was a dog and I was just sitting on the stairs patting the dog and little aunt Lou came out and she was like, I, um, I often prefer the company of children and animals to, to actual people or something like that. They looked up and I was like, same. And we had like this instant connection. And when I told him afterwards, he was like, wait, who? Cause he had at the time, all these great aunts that were all from like East Boston. And he was like, no, you must mean this one. I was like, no, I mean, I mean this one. He was like, well, she's crotchety. <laughs> she is the best. Like every time I met her and I wish I had known her longer because she was like really, really old at the time. And, but she gave us for our wedding, she gave us this awesome Afghan that's like double knit and we call it loose blanket. And it was in her hope chest. She was engaged to be married and her fiance passed away and she never got married. And she gave us this like gorgeous thick Afghan from her hope chest. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everyone was like, I can't believe that was so like such a thoughtful, not that she wasn't, I think she was nice. She was just like kind of gruff, I guess is what I'm saying. Like nobody, mm-hmm. they were like, really, that's the one. Cause he had a lot, he had a lot of like very fun aunts, but I connected with Lou. Yeah. I love I Lou's blanket. <laughs> I like that. She said that children compared to actual people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she said actual people, but she she was like, i I like dogs and kids more than adults. Okay. And I was like, I was yeah. going to say that is sort of a crotchety thing to say, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think those, but I'm, I, I'm I like, get what she means in this like thick Boston accent. And I was like, yeah. yes, I get same. what, I get that's what why means. I'm sitting here on the steps by myself yeah. with this dog. <laughs> is that animals and, and children are easier sometimes than adult people for sure. So, but Lou can't be your result. It's if you're a Kate or a Kara. <laughs> I just got off on, on a tangent. That would be awesome. Are you a We're, Kate, a Kara, or a Lou? <laughs> we could add that in. And we're thinking of making mugs. Yes, we did. We swag we, merch. Yeah. That says on it says like the, it has the logo and then it's like I'm a Kate or I'm a Kara. What do you guys think of that? You have to let us know what you think of it and if you like that idea. Should they actually know what my one attempt at merch looks like though? Like full disclosure, I'm showing you right here. I tried to make a mug (laughs) for Neverboard Learning to send Shauna as a thank you. And the like the logo, I'll have to put put it in the show notes. The logo is opposite the handle. So when you're holding it and drinking out of it, it looks like a blank white mug. (laughs) My daughter though, just last night, we got a mug from a very fancy place. And she was like, why is the logo facing me when I hold it? And she's like, because most people are, are 
right-handed so they would hold it in their right hand is this like the lefty version of the muffin (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah they did the same thing no 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 this is worse because if I switch it's (laughs) it's still blank well it's that's a very like, big mug like if too. I go to like- <laughs> well that's why I got it for Sean and I both like tons of coffee so that was the whole point like if I want to punch you if I want to hold my mug like facing you handle opposite you and like toast you with it you will see the <laughs> Aunt Lou's ready to punch you with her coffee mug <laughs> my son was like she's like come here person. mom there's gotta be a default setting when you make <laughs> mugs online for things and you must have changed that because nobody would put the logo right there it's like thanks because I didn't already know that when yeah. we opened up the box I was like wait a second but Shauna Shauna loved it she was like this is like the most on-brand mug I think you could have made yeah you'll have to yeah you'll have to share a picture of it for sure are those available for purchase or are those just like no know, because who would want to buy this <laughs> <laughs> this was my effort and it was a fail and I sent it to Shauna and myself and then I was like oh what the end and there's no <laughs> never board learning merch right now now I feel like there's added pressure on us if we do make the I'm a Kate or I'm a Kara mugs like I feel like this is a disclaimer like yeah. you know what you might be getting right well, and it would be on brand because we we'll never have once been claim to be tech gurus <laughs> like that's that's not why you people come here every time we try to get fancy like an entire podcast gets eaten or something it the just lost podcasts someday we have a couple yes that are just floating out in the now, ether they'll be like is this what people did they just got <laughs> on be, and talked about it'll be discovered <laughs> dogs and cats and mugs and yeah a dystopian yeah. novel when what's unearthed <laughs> is the homeschool sisters. Fight. It's like the handmaid's tale. Like what happened? They talked about guac a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So anyway, take the quiz and you can find yes. out if you're a Kate or a Kara and you can tag us on Instagram or I was going to say right Facebook, but our... we're not really on there. <laughs> yeah. You can, we might see it. Yep. I'm like a 30% shot. Um, but it's right on our main page, the homeschoolsisters.com. So it's really easy to find. And that's where you'll find the show notes for this episode yes. too. Um, okay. So we're going to dive in. What counts as homeschooling? We get this question a lot because I think if you are new to homeschooling, you start reading all the books and you start thinking that you have to do all the things. Or if you've taken your child out of school, you feel like you have to like rep- replicate, rep- I'm going to try that again, <laughs> <laughs> replicate what they were doing in school and in school it takes, I don't even know, how long is a standard school day, Kate? Um, well, the bus leaves here, I don't know, like six hours, is that right? Okay. So then people are, if they, they're taking their kids out of school, they're probably thinking we need to do like six hours of school, right? Something um, like that. I should probably know because I worked there, right? <laughs> yeah. What were your hours? We'll just do that. How long did you get oh. for lunch? I'm just kidding. <laughs> did, you get, did you get cigarette breaks? <laughs> I ate lunch in my car or in a closet. This is a true. <laughs> this is a true story. I had to test kids in clo- actual closets. One year, my office was an actual closet. Oh my goodness. Yep. As a school psychologist, you were in mm-hmm. a closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that creepy that you would take kids into a closet and test them? Like this was a normal occurrence. I'm sure it's still happening. I'd be like, just come in here. We're going to go in this closet. (laughs) Come in the closet with me. See, it's not creepy because like, I'm like, well, you're nice. But yeah, like if my, if my child came home and was like, today, a teacher was like, or a, you know, a person that works at my school came in and was like, Hey, let's go hang out in this closet. I'd be like, I'm going to need some more information. (laughs) As I say it, it sounds so wrong, but it was like, (laughs) that's kind of what I did. I'd be like, do you have space for me to test today? And the principal would be like, is this closet okay? Like with the mops in the (laughs) Um, No, it's usually like files, books and stuff like that. Okay. Those types of closets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you, I have a a lot of questions, but okay, we'll stay on track. Teachers aren't paid enough. Just. Yeah. I could go on a whole thing. I bet. Clearly. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
probably one of the best ways to figure out what's actually required where you are is to go to the HSLDA website. That's hslda.org. Um, you can also see they have, if you're outside of the U.S., they have requirements on there too. You have to click around a little bit, but you can find out. Um, you can go state by state, and then you can also find out if you're outside the U.S. What is actually required where you are? And I think that's a really good place to start. But then we're going to talk a little bit about like what each of us counts. So, Kate, what what do you count in your homeschool? It's changed a lot over the years. When we first started. I did for a little bit. I did that. Tried to recreate school, not not totally, but a little bit. Um, what I thought it looked like, what I was used to, you know, because having worked in schools, I knew in first grade this is what he would be doing if he were in school, and so I had that constantly in my brain. Um, so the shaking the public school mindset took a while, but I used to just focus on the academics. Um, and now I would say that as the years have gone on, we've definitely become more unschooly and my goals aren't always, I mean, we always count the academics, but my goals aren't always necessarily academic in nature. And so like last year, all of 2020, we had a mantra that was hearts over heads and we spent a lot of time working on like spending time out in nature, hiking focusing on coping skills and mindfulness and things like that, like being healthy, fulfilling your basic needs. So we did a lot more life skills, coping skills stuff last year than we did academic, not that we didn't do it. So um, when we, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to just jump in and say, like, can you imagine though, if we actually did focus on those things right in schools, like if we taught kids, you know, um, mindfulness and how to handle, um, you know, big emotions and feelings. And like, if we, if we included that as part of an actual curriculum. And I I mean, the thing is, um, we could go into a whole thing about like why schools are set up the way they are. And, you know, that there are certain subject fields and why those fields are in place and like a whole big we could go on a whole thing about that, but I think that instead it's probably better for us to focus, you know, on the fact that because we do homeschool, we are able to prioritize those things. And I, I think those things are really important, especially during a year like last year. Okay. Sorry. I cut you off. I just, I agree. No, I think that's important. And I think things like, I mean, that could go above and beyond just mindfulness, you, you know, you think of like the arts and of, uh, gym class, which I always hated, but I, but I like to exercise. So, you know, like that's mm-hmm. something that really benefits kids. I, I don't know. There's a ton of stuff that we can include and, and you can include your children's interests, like little rabbit holes, things that they're excited about right now that might not necessarily be what you know, the average fifth grader in the state of New Hampshire is learning right now, but I think it's right. okay. And part of that is just trusting your gut and knowing that kids are really good at learning and that they'll learn despite you. But when you've been homeschooling for a little bit, you get that perspective. You can see all of these many situations where you veered off course and your family was better for it. So I think part of it is just trusting that, but we used to at the very beginning. So in New Hampshire, you either do a portfolio or you do a standardized test and you have a teacher sign off on, if you do a portfolio, you have a teacher sign off on it and you keep that piece of paper and nobody ever comes looking for it. If you have, um, if you take the standardized test, you just hang on to that. Nobody comes looking for it. And you're also supposed to have a book list. I don't even do that. (laughs) I hate book lists. Every time I say something about what's required in New Hampshire on a post or something, people are like, you're also supposed to be keeping a book list. And I, I do need to add that in there. But they, if, if someone from the state of New Hampshire came into this house and saw this tax of books, like I could just print it from the library and whatever. Yeah. I'm like kind of a book rebel like that. Like, don't tell me what you read New Hampshire. But, um, <laughs> and really we, that's the thing. They're not telling you what to read. They're no. telling you, you have to like write it down. 
right? But not e- not even all of it. Like it would be impossible. And then which ones do you choose and for who? And I just, I figure if they ever come looking for it, I'm just going to go to the library and print like the last three months or something. And that will suffice because if there's one thing we're good at over here, it's reading books. Right. So there might be other things you can, you know, ding me for penalty points. But um, <laughs> so I used to keep a portfolio on my neighbor who's a teacher in Massachusetts and New Hampshire would sign off on it. And then as the kids got older, we've just, part of it is it's, it's just, I'm lazier. I, so I used to do like a, a paper and pencil portfolio. And then I switched to Seesaw, which I know we've talked about before, which is an awesome option for digital online portfolios for people who want to do that. And then now we do, um, through, I think it's homeschool boss. We do online testing every year at the end of the year. And it's like two days that are kind of annoying, but it's the same test that they use in our school district. So it's like the language of the school and it does give you an idea of if you're missing anything. And the thing I will say is that last year I felt like it was our worst. I mean, I felt like it was our worst year homeschooling by far. And in terms of like even accomplishing tasks or doing just like we didn't, I said in the last episode, we didn't have a first day. We didn't have a last day. It was just the weirdest year ever. And I tested them and it was fine. (laughs) So, so I feel a little better with our Rocky start this year. I know we'll get there and that the kids will be, will be okay. We're going to muddle through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we followed a similar path to what you're saying where in the beginning, I tried to recreate like a little classroom at home. I was very worried about checking boxes about this is math. This is science. This is social studies. I mean, even with like a four-year-old, I was really worried about those things because I felt like, you know, if I didn't do that, that somehow, um, he was going to fall behind what his peers were doing. And then if he ever wanted to go back because both of us are unexpected homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. So we both, I think kind of had that over our heads of like, our kids could go back to school at some point and we don't want them to be, you know, quote unquote behind, even though, um, I think, I think it's a lot harder to get behind than, than we think. Um, I think, like you said, kids are little learning machines. They're just taking in stuff all the time. And sometimes our kids are picking up things that are way ahead of where they would be. And we never worry about that. So, (laughs) um, but the grade level thing, I think can be especially hard right now. If you are somebody who started homeschooling because of COVID and you want to keep your child on track, I think that can be um, very overwhelming. Our friend Jessica from the Waldock way, she has, um, some sheets that I think are, are they, they're available over on her website. We can link to that. Um, but kind of that give you an idea of like what kids on average are learning at a certain grade level. And if you do feel like your child might be going back to school at some point, those might be helpful. Um, there's also those, that series of books, the, what your first graders know, what your second graders should know. I think those things can be helpful. Again, if you're thinking of your child returning to school or something like that, I think if you're, if you've been doing this for a while and you're really liking homeschooling, I think it's okay to just move away from that grade level stuff more, Mm -hmm. um, you can also find them on your district's website, usually too, by grade. Yes. It's usually yeah. the frameworks are available. Yeah. But don't get um, overwhelmed by them because not no. everyone is checking all of those boxes. No. So I, I like to remind people, like, have you ever finished a textbook in school? We carried around how many textbooks and we never finished mm-hmm. a single one. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think kind of the more, the more comfortable you get with homeschooling, the less, um, you need to like worry about like quote unquote grade level, which is really funny because I mean, we talk about this all the time that, you know, our kids will go to a doctor's appointment and they'll be like, and what grade are you in? And it's like, well, I'm doing sixth grade this, but eighth grade this, but fourth grade this, but second grade this, but ninth grade this, but I mean, it's not that extreme, but I mean, you know, like, and a lot of, a lot of resources that you and I have um, gravitated toward aren't even really like grade level based resources really. So 
there's a lot out there where you don't have to worry about, um, is this a fourth grade, um, you know, is this a book that my child should read in fourth grade? Like it's a book that if your child picks it up and they're excited about it and they want to learn to want to learn to, you know, they want to read it. Stuart Little, is that a third grade book? Is that a second grade book? Is that a, you know, it's just a great book. I would read that so, now. I know. It's Excellent. one of my favorites. Excellent book. Um, so yeah, you want the interest. Interest trumps all this other like logistical stuff, I think, because if they're interested, mm-hmm. it's going to stick better yeah. than if you said, this is what you're supposed to be learning right now. Yeah. Interest is like the bounty paper towel. It is. Of learning. The quicker picker upper. Yes. <laughs> Because this is a special season, all dedicated to helping all of us get back on track with our homeschools, we're doing something a little bit different. The Waldock Way is partnering with us to bring you every single episode of this podcast this fall. We would not have been able to do this very special season without Jessica and her family. And even better, we love that we get to partner with a homeschool business that we both use and love. Yes. Um, We've already mentioned a couple of things that we use from the Waldock Way. The Waldock Way brings you unique resources that help ignite a love of learning in your children. Their products encourage you to follow your children's lead and learn alongside them every day, which is exactly what we've been talking about um, in this episode. And Kate, I know you and Jessica, you just mentioned game schooling. You and Jessica share a love of games. Do you want to talk a little bit about how she she makes games a part of um, each of her unit studies? She absolutely does. I don't think that there is a single Waldock Way product that doesn't include a game when you come when you're talking about the unit studies or suggestions for games and play, which is why I love her resources so much. I know we were doing um, her travel the states, and there there's like a memory, there's a top trumps um, trivia. We we have so much fun with all of her resources, and I just love how um, I say this a lot on the site and in Neverboard Learning, but games are so expensive and you really don't need a huge closet to be a game schooler. Jessica makes it so accessible because when you purchase one of her unit studies, you're going to have the games included therein. So like the survival and extension activities and ways to play everything. It all matches up. I know. It's just like, she's made this, this whole unit study for you. And we end up laminating most of ours and and using them again and again, because it's just like, this is such, we might be studying the United States right now, but this resource is something that we could continue to use in the future. And, you know, it's, it's got like stamina. What am I trying to say? Not stamina. It's got like endurance and there's a word here that I'm trying to use. I just, I just like that. It's something like you're you're purchasing this thing and you're doing this unit study and having this moment with your family, but then you can reuse it again and again over time. And it becomes like a, a part of your homeschooling, like her unit studies and her games and activities become a part of your homeschool culture. Yes. If that and makes I sense. I think those games really help stuff stick. They um, do. Cause it's when you're yeah. having fun. It's yeah. the quicker picker upper. Yeah. It's like the scotch tape of homeschool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is scotch tape's motto? Interest is the paper dolls and games are the tape. I don't know. Anyway, um, Jessica also has a bunch of freebies over at her site that you can go and check out. And there's some games in there, I know. Um, and then as a thank you for joining us um, in this new season, Jessica is offering our listeners 15% off everything in her shop with the code SISTERS15. So head over to the waldockway.com and that code again is sisters15 and that's going to be available. Jessica has kindly made sure that that's going to be available even if you don't listen to this episode right away, even if you're hearing it a few months or a year or more down the line. Okay, so I do know though that some people start to get nervous about this again like okay, let's say you're doing what you and I have been doing we're like all right, we've gotten comfortable, we've kind of let some of that stuff go, some of that like public school mindset and worrying about grade level and all that stuff. But then you get to high school and it all starts again because you're Mm -hmm. like, I have to create the transcript, which feels really huge and scary and overwhelming. And I promise it is not. Um, I have a post over at simple homeschool that we'll link to in the show notes 
that talks all about credits, credit hours, Carnegie units, and basically how to create a transcript as a relaxed homeschooler, which is kind of what I've been throwing around lately to describe what we do. Like we're relaxed homeschoolers or we're gentle homeschoolers because you and I have talked about how sometimes we're not unschooling enough (laughs) to to Mm -hmm. technically be unschooler. (laughs) But that's the other thing. Don't get worried about the labels. Don't try to, don't get all like, cause that will just steer you off course. We have a whole episode about that too, that we can link to about don't get caught up in a method or feel, feel like you have to have a method. You know, a lot of these things will just distract you from being able to learn with your kids. Um, so I think honestly, it comes down to when it comes down to like counting things, um, we're going to talk more about documentation, but I think the best thing you can do is just be present as much as possible with your kids, see what they're doing. And then, you know, go from there. Um, I talk in my book a little bit about how Finland who like Finland, it's one of the happiest countries in the world. And they have one of the best rated school systems in the world. And they have recently started moving away from, well, at the time that my book was first published. So now they've probably fully done it. So I should follow up and find out how everything's going on. It's all <laughs> falling apart in Finland. Has anybody heard has like Finland fallen off and floated into the ocean or anything? <laughs> um, I'm kidding, but the way 2020 <laughs> has been going, <laughs> prayers for Finland. Um, but no, they if, have- I'm sorry, Finland. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But they have moved away from that um, idea of everything being in strict subjects, math, science, you know, finish. Uh, social studies, geography, all that stuff. They have moved away from that. Um, And I think that, you know, that's something that we can do because we have control over that in our homeschools. We can stop trying to, like, we can stop worrying so much about like, was that science? Was that math? Was that social studies? Um, So I think a good way to do that is through documentation, which we're going to talk about next. Okay. So after we recorded this episode that you're listening to right now, (laughs) (laughs) we realized we had, we'd gotten a little chatty. We're excited to see each other. Yeah. Uh, so excited that we talked for two hours, which is a little long for one episode. I think it didn't feel like two hours. It didn't. No. And all the topics were kind of interrelated and we thought like, this is all working and it's all making sense. And then when we went to like actually download it, it was, it was a two hour episode. So we're going to break it into a second part. We're going to leave you hanging. Yes. And we apologize for that, but come back and we will have the other half up in two weeks. So, um, yeah, stay tuned Chat with you then. Okay. All right. Um, I'll talk to you later, Kate. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Kate here. I don't know about you, but I want to have more fun in 2021 and beyond. As a lifelong gamer, school psychologist, and homeschool mom, I have witnessed time and time again the power of play when it comes to learning. In fact, I truly believe that homeschooling can be almost all fun and games. Now, does that mean it's going to be all sunshine, rainbows, and laughter? Heck to the no way. But I do believe we could all be having a heck of a lot more fun. A playful mindset can transform your homeschool routine and your family life. The best part? You don't need an overflowing game closet to get started. You can be a game schooler today with just a deck of cards, and I'd love to show you how. That's why I created Never Bored Learning. Never Bored Learning is a private online community for creative parents and educators who embrace play-based learning and game schooling. The goal of Never Bored Learning is to play more and learn lots in the process. Your Never Bored Learning membership includes access to monthly guest speakers, live Q&As, monthly day-in-the-life family spotlights, 
monthly giveaways and promos with some of your favorite companies, a private blog, and an ever-growing library filled with printable resources, including documentation resources, challenges, and print-and-play games and activities. But the very best part of NBL is the private online community forum. This is not a Facebook group, and it is hands down my favorite spot on the internet. The community is a vibrant one, filled with creative parents and educators. I wake up every morning before my kids, I pour myself that very first cup of coffee, and I hang out in the MBL community forum. It's my favorite way to start the day, and I'd love to see you there. If you'd like to learn more about Neverboard Learning, visit neverboardlearning.com. That's N-E-V-E-R-B-O-A-R-D-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com. And if you're not ready for a monthly commitment, but you're interested in getting your feet wet with game schooling, I invite you to sign up for our free seven-day game school kickstart, which you can find on mylittlepoppies.com, or enroll in our digital course, Game Schooling 101. I can't wait to show you the power that play can have on your homeschool and family life. I wish you a play-filled year, sisters. Chat soon. Bye for now.